Any corrective experiences are events that challenge your fears or expectations, and it will lead to new, better, more healthy outcomes. They're often facilitated by a skilled therapist or a loving relationship or a highly looked upon individual as a breakthrough in your efforts to engage in new attitudes, adopt more healthy behaviors and ways of relating to others so that you can attain a more positive view of yourself or feel previously unacceptable feelings. Hello friends, good morning and welcome to Sex and Spirituality. I am your host, Lauren Cluddy. I hope you all had a really fun 4th of July weekend and did some exciting stuff. I had a pretty eventful weekend. 4th of July aside, I had a lot of fun spending time with my boyfriend and some other people that I feel safe to surround myself around, which is really important to find your circle, right? And find your soul tribe. I never realized how hard that was until this year. (laughs) I've had so many friends come and go and it's always come down to those people that want to be your friend when it's convenient for them. And I'm realizing that 2021 for me is all about cutting toxic people out of my life and just ending the bullshit. And I've done a ton of episodes on toxic friendships and just unhealthy relationships in general, because when we use the word toxic, right, just because someone is toxic to you doesn't necessarily mean they're a toxic person. It could just mean that the relationship is dysfunctional and for whatever reason, it's not working out. It's not serving you anymore. And that's okay. People grow apart and we find different paths for ourselves. And that could be friends, family members, even romantic relationships. And I touched on this in my last episode on the lessons that I've learned and I'm still continuing to learn in my 20s. So today I wanted to talk more about the healthy relationship after the abusive one because I briefly mentioned that in my last episode as well as I'm kind of bored today. I really don't have much going on and I just figured this would be a fun way to pass time and just take an introspective glance at myself and reflect. And I'm probably going to try to have Nick, my boyfriend, on at some point later in the week. We went to a nude beach yesterday. It was so much fun. Uh, It was a gay beach, but it was also a nude beach. And as many of you know, I identify as part of the LGBTQ community. I thought it was a blast. And hopefully I cannot wait to go back. I really want to go to a drag show. I think that would be so much fun. And later this week, actually, on Thursday, we are planning to go to a sex club or a play party. Um, Nick is very monogamous. I am monogamous. I identify as monogamous as well. I don't believe most people are monogamous. Just similar to religion, I think people are doing what they're told that they are supposed to do and conforming to societal standards. However, we are not there to swing. We are there to just kind of have fun and observe and dip our toes in to spice things up. So I think that should be interesting. I would like to recap with him later in the week and maybe we'll hop him on. So we shall see. Any hoodles. So I wanted to discuss why a normal relationship is so hard after a toxic one for me personally. This has been, 
I think it's part of my life path and part of my karma in this lifetime that I had to learn for whatever reason. My soul wanted to go through these struggles and it's really difficult. And toxic relationships are difficult because a lot of time they don't start out that way. I would say 99% of the time. They start off healthy and good and make you very happy, right? And the gradual shift isn't so much caused by the other person, but sometimes two people together just stop being good for each other. And it's hard to step away from that. When you've grown with someone, then suddenly they become abusive or unhealthy to you. It's it's so challenging to accept. I'd be better off without this person, right? We can't seem to come to terms with that when in reality, so much of who you become is because of them, good and bad. When someone becomes a habit, it's difficult to just cut them out of your life. Romantic relationships aside, family and friends even, anyone who's ever been in a dysfunctional relationship can look back at the person and they aren't going to say that these monsters were horrible necessarily. You know what I mean? There is there is a deep-rooted love there that a lot of people struggle to understand, myself included, when I think about my ex-boyfriends, because I've never been with a female that's been abusive. I just had to say that, FYI. Uh, very interesting. But when I think about my ex-boyfriend of 2016, we'll call him from here on out throughout the podcast. When I think about 2016, I don't hate him at all. I don't think he's a monster. I just kind of see him as a wounded bird. And even to this day, sometimes like I just wish that I could heal him and I have to let go of that because it's like this denial veil over our eyes that there was good and there was bad. And oftentimes, even if the bad is outweighing the good, you just have this euphoric recall where you think of all the good memories and the history and the loyalty and two people coming together despite how bad they were for each other um always finding their way back and so as much as they were fighting they also fought for each other but eventually the emotional toll it takes on you leads to an ending that you desperately need and walking away isn't always the hardest part it's everything after that which becomes difficult because you are comparing everyone and everything to this relationship that had so many levels and it was so complex and so complicated and letting go and moving on is a struggle so when you start dating again and seeing people it's It sucks because immediately you miss them. Immediately you want to go back to them like you had so many times before. But you have to realize that the relationship ends for a reason. It's the text that you have to ignore. It's the snap you want to send but don't. It's the unfollow that leads you to tears. It's the silence that screams, I loved you more than anyone in my life. And then you meet someone and suddenly you're feeling something again that you've long forgotten. But with these feelings come fear, you're cautious because you don't want to get hurt again. You tiptoe around their every move waiting for a red flag that will give you an excuse to take off. And you question them every day even when they give you no reason to. It's only after a bad relationship do you realize the negative effects that it's left you with. You might not trust anyone, including yourself. Because when you don't even trust yourself enough to make the right decision, how can you put faith in anyone else? You don't. 
And at first they think you're playing hard to get or just difficult to read, but you're doing everything in your power to avoid the pain that you have endured in the past and the pain that you are still getting over. They take one step towards you and you take three steps back and you aren't playing some coy game. You're looking out for you. You might question everything they say. This person has no reason for you to doubt them, yet you do. Does that compliment come expecting something? Is that kind gesture I didn't ask for going to be used as blackmail later? He says it's only me and, you know, they're just a friend. But how many times have you heard that before? You want to believe the best in people, but the last person you put your complete faith in destroyed you. And slowly they work to build your trust, but it's something that takes a hella long fucking time. You might pull away when they get too close. What might feel like a milestone to them as your relationship develops and you get closer, but with every layer they pull back, it makes you want to run the other way because you fear someone getting too close. You fear someone knowing you that deeply. You fear someone seeing you as vulnerable. But your real fear is someone knowing you that well and being able to use it against you. So you might even pick fights because the foundation of toxic relationships are built on drama and chaos and fighting and making up and running back together in these circles. It ends just to begin again and people walking away will just come back. It's unkind words you get used to and you forgive, but you never actually quite forget. But in this normal new relationship, suddenly you see how arguments are handled maturely. You realize you aren't always the one who is wrong and needs to apologize. You find this person who meets you halfway and wants to solve the issue without having to make you cry to do so. And the first fight you have with this new person, it might almost feel like a wave of relief because it didn't end everything. And suddenly you're looking at them a little differently, a little more confidently, and it scares you, but perhaps in a good way. You might even apologize way too much because the one thing that is constant in toxic relationships is this narcissistic belief that the blame is always the other person. And when you deal with it enough psychologically, it does fuck with you. Sometimes you even apologize when it's not your fault because you just want the fight to end for God's sakes. You do, you like, you end up believing that you are to blame for everything. And when the person tells you it's your fault, you're cautious with every word and every move you make. And it's just like this cycle, this dynamic of push and pull and break up and make up. If you didn't trigger them, then this wouldn't have happened. Maybe you think to yourself. But this new person has to unteach you. You have to unlearn and show you that not everything is your fault. You're not as big of a piece of shit as you thought you were. They teach you to stop being sorry for your very existence. So you try too hard because that abusive relationship taught you that this love you deserve, you'll never get in full. It was based on those blurry lines that were constantly redrawn on walking on eggshells. It was based on rules that would change at any given moment. You're always tiptoeing, never knowing what comes next. Toxic relationships teach you that you'll never be enough. 
So you have to keep trying. They include these people who are so unhappy with themselves, they need someone to love in ways that they aren't even able to love themselves. Your abuser might use you as a metaphorical punching bag and you take every blow because you think that it's love and you watch yourself fall apart in their arms. Everyone thinks it's a weak person that endures these abusive relationships, but I think it's the opposite. I I think it takes a really strong person to deal with such a wounded, unhealthy, hurting soul, the blows, and just stand there taking them and not giving up on someone, even if this someone doesn't deserve your kindness. But you know what? It takes an even stronger person to walk and stay away. And then it takes the strongest person to learn to love again when they fear love and all they've been hurt in are relationships. But this new person breaks through everything and suddenly maybe you trust them enough to eventually let it go. You've been holding on to these things for so long and you haven't flinched or broken down. Since when pain becomes our normal, when grief becomes so comfortable, it no longer hurts as much. You tell this new person everything and he doesn't look at you as damaged or broken. He looks at you as even more beautiful for getting through it. And I will say that to love someone after they've been abused or in a violent relationship, it takes a very special, rare person because you have to be cautious. It might not have been physical or sexual, but emotional abuse sometimes hurts even more or just as much. It takes someone who's willing to run their fingers over this person's invisible, inevitable scars and teach them that they didn't deserve it. You do not deserve it. You never did. And through that corrective experience, you learn to love again. You slowly watch yourself fall, but what is different about it is there isn't any hecticness. There isn't any confusion. There isn't any anxiety. It, it isn't some one-sided love story where your love is the only one present in the relationship. It isn't falling with fear, but rather confidence because the person is right there with you, holding your hand through it. Not only does a normal, stable, healthy relationship teach you how to mend your wounds and to love another person again, but it teaches you about a love you have forgotten, and that is how to love yourself again. So this is your reminder to just let it go. Just release and surrender the pain so that you can move on to someone who has the capacity and the willingness to love you as much as you love them. And I will end with this quote. Your new life is going to cost you your old one. It's going to cost you your comfort zone and your sense of direction. It's going to cost you relationships and friends. It's going to cost you being liked and understood, but it doesn't matter because the people who are meant for you are going to meet you on the other side. 
and you're going to build a new comfort zone around things that actually move you forward. Instead of liked, you're going to be loved. Instead of understood, you're going to be seen. All you're going to lose is what was built for a person that you no longer are.